I'm Elder Marcia Blackwell with the Living Water Christian Center Church. I bring you greetings here on behalf of our senior pastor, Theodore Faison, and our executive pastor, Linda Faison. We welcome you to our virtual service today. We pray that you enjoy the praise and worship, that you will listen attentively to the word of God that will come forth by Pastor Faison. We ask that you like, share, and comment and let us know that you enjoyed this service. At any time, feel free to um, subscribe to our YouTube and listen at your leisure. We pray that you have a blessed day, enjoy the holiday, but most of all, remember that Jesus Christ is Lord. God bless you, in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. Because you are good, you're good to us, you're good all the time good to everyone. And we're so grateful for it even now. And Lord, in Jesus' name, we come before you this portion of the service to celebrate you, to worship you, to fellowship with the saints, to stand in front of the congregation of the righteous from various parts. And we're so grateful. We ask that you speak to us out of your word, minister to us today, Help us to get a good understanding of these things as we celebrate Jesus during this holiday season. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're so grateful. We thank God today. We thank you for being with us on Pastor Face and that we celebrate Jesus during the holiday season. We trust that you had a blessed Thanksgiving. Amen. And that um, you were able to to celebrate with your family, even if it was through Zoom and Skype and other media platforms. Amen. We're just glad to be here today. We thank God for a measure of health and strength. And we thank God for bringing us to this time of year. I mean, this has been um, one special 2020 year. <laughs> a lot's going on, but we're praying and we're believing God for a good success. Amen? We're going to continue our study in Luke chapter 1. Um, the story we last week, we talked about Zach and Liz, um, Zachariah and Elizabeth. You know, Zach was a, was a priest, and he burned incense in the temple. And the incense represented the praise and the prayers going before the Lord. And Elizabeth was his wife, and she was a direct descendant of Aaron the first high priest. And we thank God for them. You know the story, how they were old and they didn't have any children. Even though they served God, even though they were blameless in the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, um, they didn't have any children until the Lord sent the angel Gabriel to speak to Zach and told him that his wife is gonna have a son in her old age and, and how he's going to be a great man and he's going to be a forerunner and all the great things that he was going to do for the Lord. His name was going to be John, right? And Zach, of course, questioned it because he was old and his wife was old. And so he had a, what we think is a logical question and he got rebuked by the angel. <laughs> it's, it's not funny, but it's kind of terrible that the old man said, how can this be? You know, you know how you going to do this? My wife's an old woman. In other words, he's saying, menopause is coming, gone, man. How are we going to get pregnant now? And so the angel rebuked him because Zach did not fully believe the word. And he did not fully 
um, understand that his prayers, his long-term prayers are being answered. But we're, we're grateful anyway. And so the story goes on. So Elizabeth is six months pregnant now. And the same angel, the angel Gabriel visits a virgin named Mary. And we're going to pick it up in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent to, by God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said unto her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord, the, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. <laughs> I love this because the angel shows up, she's minding her own business, and the angel shows up and says that you're blessed amongst you, you're blessed among women, you're highly favored, you know, and and it says here, later on it says that she was troubled by the same. She's not troubled by the angel showing up. She's troubled by the same. But look at this woman. She's a virgin, and she, um, she is betrothed. To be betrothed is more than being engaged. It's a commitment. I mean, this is on. Um, you have a, a man and a woman, they're betrothed to each other. The, the arrangements are made by the parents and by the families and they belong to one another. They've done everything except for um, consummate the marriage, live together and consummate the marriage, okay? And so she betrothed, and, um, and so it's real serious. You can't just give the ring back when you betrothed, okay? You can't just say, we're, we're breaking up, it's over, uh, I, I changed my mind, you can't. You just can't do that. It's, it's, you're, you're, it's a legal commitment. It's as if you signed the documents already and sent them in to the, um, to the city. Okay, so she's betrothed, and, and, but the angel says she's blessed. She's blessed. And, but in verse 29, it says that she's, she's troubled by the same. In verse 30, then the angel said unto her, Be not afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will be, will be, will have no end. His kingdom is not going to have any end. Right? So it's going to be an everlasting kingdom. Right? And so, and so this is the message that Mary receives from the angel Gabriel. Y'all know angels are messengers. That's what the word angel means. It means messenger. And these guys are messengers. We think of angels as warriors and fighters and things like that. And, and they are, but, but they're actually messengers, okay? And so Gabriel gives us this good information. And Mary asked the question. She asked the same question that Zacharias asked in a different way. She says, how can this be since I do not know a man? In other words, since I have not, I'm a virgin, I have not come together with any man, how can I conceive, how can this thing happen? And what we said last week is that Mary actually gets an answer to her question. Now when Zach asked the same question, he got rebuked. He got disciplined. 
he was stripped with, he was made mute so he could not talk because he doubted the word of God, right? But Mary's question is different because she's just saying how, you know, this, her question is, I guess, more logical because she didn't ask for this. Zachariah asked for what he was getting, but she didn't ask for this. So anyhow, the angel gives her the answer, and the answer is that that the that Holy Spirit is going to overshadow her, and basically what's going to happen is that Lord God himself is going to plant that seed in her, yes. himself, right? All right, without any sexual contact, without any help from Joseph, the Lord's going to just put that in her, all right? Uh, let me read verse 35 to you. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is, who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Amen. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. We thank God for the word. Amen. Nothing's impossible with God. All this stuff is impossible to, to science. The science says you can't have it. Science says, yo, you don't know. You can't do this. You can't have this child without contribution from a male. And the science also says that Elizabeth is too old to have children. But we know God can do the impossible. He's done it over and over again. If we study the Old Testament, we see how women who are called barren has given birth before. Amen? And so, so we see here, Mary is receiving this word from the angel, and, and she's going to celebrate, and she's going she's she's to um, sing a song. She's going to make a song. And she's going to celebrate the good news that she received. Yes. Amen. Now, what you want to understand is that there are women throughout the age, of, throughout this time, hoping to be the one who would give birth to Messiah. Yes. Right? Yes. At least those who study the Bible, at least those who were women of Judah. You know, because you had to be a descendant of David. You had to be a descendant of David if you studied the Old Testament scriptures. Right, and so the women of Judah and um, those married to the men of Judah would be happy to give birth to Messiah. And and the and the angels talk about the fulfillment of Scripture. It talks about how um, um, in how a woman, uh, not just a woman, a virgin is going to give birth. Mm -hmm. Right. It says that in the Scriptures, and even as far back as Genesis chapter three. When, um, when Father Adam sinned in the garden with Eve, when they sinned by eating the fruit, mm -hmm. right? The Lord prophesied this. He said that the seed of the woman is going to bruise the, the head of the serpent. All right? And we understand science does teach us that women don't have seed. All right? Seed is from the male. Okay, women don't have seed, but this one woman will have a seed. She'll have her own seed without the contribution of her husband, without the contribution of any man. She's going to have a seed, and the Lord's going to give it to her Himself, and she's going to she's going to conceive and give birth, and and, and great things going to happen. And he's going to be called Jesus. He's going to be the Son of the Most High because He is the Son of God. See what? Here's the situation. The situation is sin. 
There's sin in the land, there's sin in the world, and there's always sin ever since Father Adam sinned in the garden. Yes. And the only way to correct the sin is to, is to judge it. Sin has to get judged. Amen. It has to get judged by God because God is a righteous God and he has to judge sin. And the judgment of sin is death. There's no way around it. The wages of sin is death, the Bible says. Sin requires death. All right? And so, listen, all sin, all have sin to come short of the glory of God. So what do we have? We have the temple worship and the tabernacle worship where when one has sinned, he, he or she could have an a animal, an innocent animal, die on their behalf. That's called a sacrifice. All right? But it doesn't remove sin. It only covers it. It only makes an atonement. On the Day of Atonement, it's just a covering for sin. Right? But the sin is not removed. The only way to remove sin is for God to do it himself. And the way that God chose to do it himself is become a man and live this life out, be born of a virgin, be born like the rest of us are born, right? And, and live this life out and give his life. Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God, is fully human, fully divine, and it was up to him to come and do it himself and to eradicate sin by a perfect sacrifice. John the Baptist is going to call him the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. In other words, he is God's Lamb. Yes. Alright? So, when on, on the Day of Atonement and, on, and on, on Passover, they had lambs, right? They had a lamb and, and you know, this guy had a lamb, that family had a lamb, another family had a lamb, and they donated their lamb. Jesus is God's lamb. Yes. Right? It's God's lamb. The one that he's selected, the one that he picked out, and he's the only one available, right? The one that he picked God's lamb to, to make the sacrifice and take away the sins of the world. But before Jesus get there, 33 or so years before, we have to have him here. He has to come this way. He just can't appear. He just can't show up, a grown man, and say, I'm the one, I'm going to take care of all this. He had to live this thing out the way you and I live it out. We were born. We were born into this life, and he had to be born into the life as well. Okay? And so the scripture teaches us how he, he who knew no sin became sin, that you and I could become the righteousness of God in him. He is God. He is God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He is that Word. He is that Logos. He's that Word that became flesh and dwelt among us. And He had to come this way. And Mary is the one privileged to bring Him into the world. Not just Mary, but Joseph too, her husband. She's qualified because she was a, a good woman, a virgin, and a righteous woman, and she had a good husband. We're going to talk about Joseph later on, okay? I love talking about Joseph. That's my favorite person in the whole story, is Joseph. Any, anyhow, I'm going to try to hold back and wait till next time, perhaps. And so here we go. And so she has to get the word, and she gets the word, and, and so what she does from here, now Elizabeth is six months pregnant. She hid herself for five months, you know, and she's six months pregnant. Old lady's pregnant, y'all, right? <laughs> and so her young cousin is going to visit with her, 
she's going to go and see Elizabeth, and they're going to celebrate. Let me read a little bit of this to you. Let me find it for you. We're still in Luke chapter 1. Verse 39 says, Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste <laughs> to the city of Judah, to a city of Judah, and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. She's visiting with Zach and Liz right now. It happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then spoke out with a loud voice, saying, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. She starts prophesying to y'all. She starts worshiping, prophesying, and the baby, the baby, the six-month baby, leaps in her womb. Now, I don't know, I, I, I told you before that my wife gave birth four times, and I found it all um, amazing and frightening at the same time, right? You know, and um, at six months, the only you moms know if the baby is able to do stuff like that when you're six months pregnant, okay? But that baby leaped in her womb. When Elizabeth heard the greeting, the baby jumped, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost, all right? At that time. And I remember the prophecy is that John was going to be filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. So they were both filled with the Holy Ghost. Right? Verse 43 says, But why this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believes, for there will be fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. See, we're going back to this thing. The word is believe. We have to believe. Zacharias had to believe. Elizabeth had to believe. Mary had to believe. You and I have to believe. We have to trust God. We have to believe these things. Nothing is impossible for him. Right? The stuff is impossible for us. Science says it's not possible, right? Um, history says some things aren't possible, and our own, our own DNA and our own history and our own relatives and stuff say, come on, just forget it, man. It's not going to happen for you. But there's nothing impossible for God, right? It's the living God who provided your salvation, and the salvation is available to everybody because of what's going on here and because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. And we thank God for Zach and Liz and Mary and Joseph and Gabriel and everybody who's involved here. Right? The Lord is more than just a couple of people. There's a whole lot had to go on and a whole lot of sacrifices and a whole lot of people had to be involved for this to happen. For this to happen. Amen? And of course, you see here, you know, Mary and Elizabeth are gonna are gonna stay together for a little while. She's gonna visit with her cuz, and she's gonna come home, and she's gonna come home three months pregnant. <laughs> yeah, you know why I'm laughing? Cause she's gonna come home three months. You know, folk are gonna talk. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, excuse me. You went out of town. You stayed away for three months, and now you come home three months pregnant, right? Now, I don't know. Everybody doesn't show it three months, right? I'm not pretending to understand any of the show. I'm just a husband. I watched it. I witnessed it. You know, it, you know, I said before, it was a little terrifying. I witnessed it, right? And everybody's not showing that three months. 
but she's gonna come home pregnant. All right? And so, you know, we're gonna talk. I dare you to go away and come back three months pregnant. You know, the church will talk about you. Oh, yes, they will. The mothers will examine you. They'll say, daughter, come talk to us, what happened? You know, they'll examine you. And I can imagine Mary going through something like this. But right now, it's all celebration. It's all worship. It's all glad, glad tidings. It's all happy times because the Lord is doing, doing great things. And these people are believing God for the word that was spoken to them. Amen? They believe in God. Now remember, we talked about Zach and Liz, and we talked about the birth of John the Baptist, and we talked about how how um, how when John was born, and at the time he's being circumcised, they named the child, they named the boy, and everybody fussed with his mother, his John's mother, because she wanted to call him John, and they said to him, "How can this be? Nobody in your family's named John. You don't do stuff like that, you know." But when they asked Zach what the boy's name was, he wrote John on the tablet, and immediately he, his voice was loose, his tongue was loose, he was able to preach and teach and talk, and he starts to prophesy. Let me read what Zach said in the prophecy. We're going to skip all the way down to verse 67. It's a little lengthy. <laughs> Now his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Now you notice how he's prophesying, he's speaking in the past tense. How this hasn't happened yet. But he's prophesying, he's speaking as if it's a done deal because that's the faith that he has and that's the word of God that's in him. Okay? As he has spoken by the mouth of his holy prophets who have been since the world began that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant the oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear. My God. In holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And you, child, he's talking to his son now, and you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest. For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his way. To give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God. With which the day spring from on high has visited us. To give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. My goodness, that's a word from God. Yes. Zach had that built up in him for a long time, I imagine. You know, it takes if we say there's gestation, it takes about nine months. Zach was shut down for nine months. And with that praise busted out of him, he was filled with the Holy Ghost at the time. 
that he that he mentioned that the baby's name is John, and he was filled too, right? And he prophesied before the people, and prophesied to his baby son. You know, you talk to your children all the time, right? Even when they're babies, you talk to them. You sing to them, you read to them, you talk to them. You need to prophesy over the babies too. Speak a word of blessing to them. You know, that what they do, what they did back in this day, they would grab the child by the ear, not grab hard, you know, just open the ear and say, you know, the Lord thy God is one God, God. thou shalt serve the yes. Lord thy God. You know, you start talking that talk yes. from the very beginning. Matter of fact, you don't even have to wait for the child to be born. You can talk to the child while the child is in the mother's womb. Yes. All right? Because the baby will recognize your voice. The baby is born recognizing the voice of mom and dad. And those who are around me, you know, it's fascinating. Yes. It really is. It's fascinating. But we thank God. So here's the story. The, the, the cousins are pregnant. The old lady is six months pregnant. Now she's had the baby. And, and young cousin, young Mary, she's probably a teenager, y'all. You know, she's a young, she's a teenager. She, you know, she's not 21. We'll put it that way. Okay. And she's pregnant too. John the Baptist is born, and the people are celebrating, and they rejoice, and Zach is healed and delivered, and, and Elizabeth, you know, they're both, and they celebrate. This is a happy time. This is a great time of celebration. This is a time of worship. This is a time of thanksgiving. It's time to celebrate what the Lord is doing in their midst. And I tell you, we ought to be celebrating what God is doing as well. You know, times are tough. This pandemic has hit everybody. Yes. You know, it's been a worldwide thing. You know, but it hit us hard. You know, it hit you hard. People have, we have people who have, have lost loved ones during this time. Right? But God is still being merciful and gracious. And he's still working things out for us. Yes. And, and we, as much as possible, we need to be celebrating Jesus for what he's doing. This is the season. Um, we call it Christmas. You know, it's the holiday season, you know, because um, we celebrate the Lord's birth, even though he wasn't born in December, he was probably born sometime in the spring. But we'll, we'll forgive them, we'll forgive ourselves for that, all right? But we're going to celebrate anyhow, yes. because Jesus is Lord. And because of all that Christ has done, we need to remind ourselves and remind other people what Jesus is provided, uh, what he has provided for us, what God has done. I'll say it again. The problem is sin. Yes. The wages of sin is death. Yes. The only way to deal with the sin is that some they have to die. You have to die for sin. Right? And the Lord sends his lamb, his lamb, to come and make the sacrifice for our sins. God had to fix the sin problem. He had to do it himself, and he did it as a man. That's why we celebrate this um, this virgin birth. Yes. Amen? Amen. We celebrate it because of what the Lord has provided for us. See, if, if, if Joseph was his biological father, Jesus would not be qualified to be Christ. Yes. Now, Joseph is a good man, all right? But Joseph, like every other good man, has sin and comes short of the glory of God. All right? So he can't be his biological father, else, else Jesus would not be the Christ. He would not qualify. 
Amen. But because what God has chosen from the foundations of the world, he knew what he was going to do before Adam sinned in the garden. God knew the plan. He knew what he was going to do. It was already, uh, it was already laid on. It was already set up. He knew that centuries later, I'm going to send my Christ. I'm going to send my lamb. And he's going to die for the sins of the world. And you and I are beneficiaries of this sacrifice, of this life. See, it's more than just the, the miracles that he performed. And the water turned into wine, and the people that he healed, and the dead that he raised, and the storms, and the weather that he actually spoke to and controlled, and the, and the, and the stadium full of people that he fed with a little boy at lunch. It's more than just those things. It's the, the, the sign that really matters is that Jesus is the Christ, and he died for my sins. And he was risen again on the third day. That's the sign that matters. That's the miracle that works. Because if he's done none of these other things, he's yet Christ, he's yet without sin, and he yet died for my sins. And was risen again on the third day. So we celebrate. Listen, y'all, it's the season, and we're shopping, and we're singing, and we got the lights out, and we got the decorations, and we're doing the thing. We had a big dinner. Some of us had the big dinner, you know, on Thanksgiving. And and we cannot forget what was really what was really celebrated now. You know, we can't we can't let um, Santa and Frosty and all these characters take over the celebration. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. And even Mary, <laughs> even Mary considered herself unworthy of the opportunity that she was given. Amen. 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 Praise God. So that's, we're going to pull over here and we're going to continue this next time. We're going to talk a little more about Mary and Gabriel and, um, and Joseph um, next time as we continue our celebration. But we want to remind you that, that salvation has come. The kingdom of God is at hand. It has come. And you and I can be saved by the Lord Jesus Christ just for the asking. Just for the asking. God has done all the work for my salvation and your salvation. And we say before, and I don't mind being redundant, he has the capacity to save anybody. Anybody. I don't care who you are, what you've done, and how you feel about yourself. Alright? And what anyone else says about you. Your God can save you just for the asking. Because Jesus has done the work for you and it's already laid on. Just ask him for it. So I, I, I'm a sinner. I realize I'm a sinner. And I need salvation. It's, it's the words are real simple, but it's the faith to believe it. For by grace are you saved through faith. It really is. And it's not a gift. I mean, it's not a it's not something you earn. It is a gift. Oh, forgive me. It's a gift. It is a gift. It's not something you earn or deserve. It's yours for that asking. It's the free gift of God. It's prepaid. And you can have it today. And we pray that you receive it. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We pray for those who are listening and those who need you right now, God. Those who realize that recognize that they are without this salvation. We're praying for every man, woman, and child, Lord, that realizes this so they can make a decision for you. 
You have already made a decision for them. We pray that they make a decision for you. Those who are hearing my voice today, hearing these words, that they will say, yes, Lord. And come to faith in Jesus Christ. And you will save them, secure them, heal them, deliver them, and do whatever it needs to be done in their lives. Because you're able and you're willing, and it is not your desire that anybody perish, but that all people will come to repentance. We thank you for what you're doing. You are a good God. And we just continue to celebrate you. We thank you for these things even now, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise God. God bless you. Thank you very much. Please um, remember Jesus during this season. Stay safe. Amen. Just going through some things. Did you know that Living Water Christian Center Church has an app? Check out the link in this video to download the app today. Tell them Olivia sent you. On behalf of our pastors, Theodore and Linda Faison, we would like to thank you for joining the Living Water Christian Center Church for our Sunday morning virtual service. Although the physical doors of our church may be closed, our ministry is committed to spreading the gospel message and staying connected with you as we shelter to support our ministry with your tithes and offerings. You can use PayPal at livingwaterccc, Cash App at Living H2O Church, or Zelle at 973-902-9933. If you need any assistance or would like to send any prayer requests, you can contact us at 973-902-9933 or livingwater374 at gmail.com. We are also available via direct message at any of our social media platforms. Follow us at Living Water H2O Church on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay updated on our virtual worship services, Sunday school classes, prayer meetings, and Bible studies. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Be blessed and stay safe.